The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show today here on Unity Online Radio. This is Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. So happy to be with you on this wild day. I think we're how many months into quarantine? So I know I'm not the only one, and a lot of people have been blogging and sending in dreams and um, sharing with me that their dreams have become really intense. I mean, they were intense at the beginning of quarantine, but they're getting more so. So today on Unity Online Radio on the Ask Dr. Dream Show, we're going to just focus on you and your dreams. I've had some wonderful guests lately and I'll have some wonderful guests coming up, but today you're my guest. So if you have a crazy quarantine, COVID-oriented lockdown dream, call in. Today's the day to shed some light. I am going to share one of my own that I think might, I don't know, hopefully shine a little light on how how our dreams can help us to resolve issues that our conscious mind is just a little too dense to be able to to look at in the same way. So I'm so excited to share all of this with you. The number to call is 816-251-3555. If you've been shy in the past, um, if you've been like, well, let's wait and see. Today's the day to do it because the whole show is dedicated to you and your dreams. Okay. So without further ado, I'm going to do a little centering just to bring us into this moment. And then I'll bring out Nancy T and then we'll see what you've been dreaming. So Join with me in taking a deep breath here in this moment. Let's just let ourselves sink into the peace that passes human understanding, regardless of all that's going on in the news and all the craziness in social media and all of that. There is this little island of peace right where we are. And At any moment that we choose, simply by taking a few deep breaths and deliberately disconnecting from the noise outside, we can find ourselves in a very sweet, sweet place of of peace that passes human understanding. It's beyond what our human minds can fathom. It's always here. It's like that calm in the midst of the storm, that still point in the midst of the hurricane. We can stand in that center place and be unruffled. So let's just let ourselves make this home sweet home. And as we breathe into this space, let's allow this little center place to become our entire circumference. Let's let it grow larger and larger with each breath we take so that it envelops us, it takes over our whole space. Let's imagine our homes where we are in quarantine being filled with this peace that passes human understanding. Let's let this island of peace go beyond our homes, out into our neighborhoods, 
out into the furthest reaches of our cities, our towns, our states, our countries, our continents, bleeding over, rippling out, touching the whole world. If we can touch a place of peace, as Paolo Coelho said, the soul of any of us touches the soul of the world. So if our soul can find peace, then we in some way are contributing to peace on the planet. And that is not grandiose. That is physics. and In fact, quantum physics. I don't claim to be a quantum physicist, but I know a bunch of people who are. And this is what they say. So when we find this peace, it's not just for us. It may be the most generous thing we can do all day. So in this place of peace, let's just bring in the sunlight of the spirit to fill us up so we're not just at peace. We can be filled up with inspiration. We can be filled up with creativity. During this time of quarantine, for some, this is the most creative time ever. In fact, many creative people have created their works of heart of a lifetime. I heard that Shakespeare wrote King Lear during a pandemic long time ago. And Einstein invented something. I don't know what it was, but there's been many, many things that have come to pass during times that we were sequestered or meant to be internal. A lot of people are telling me about new projects, new books, new new podcasts, works of art that never would have come to fore if we had had the luxury of being distracted and running around like chicken little in our lives. So maybe when we emerge from this time, we'll be more clear, more focused, more connected to our life's purpose. Wouldn't that be grand? So let's connect with our dreams because that is really the laser that cuts through all the noise, all the distraction, right to the core of what we're going through and the solutions that we need that are so particular to us and yet universal. So when we share a dream and we share dream resources, it resonates with all of us, with everyone who has ears to hear. So that's what we're doing today. I'm just grateful, thankful for all of these blessings to be able to connect with you in this way. Thank you for Unity, Jeff and Louie and Diane Ray and all the people behind the scenes helping to bring this show together. And to Nancy T for being my courageous Corona time um, co-host. I just had to that alliteration and i'm so grateful for you for listening and sharing dreams with me and nancy t so without further ado nancy t come on out here i know you've been shuffling like the awesome dreamy vanna white that you are pulling out a goddess card for us so what you got for us Okay, I think I picked a really good one. This okay. is you always do. I always think that, don't I? And which obviously means every single one of these cards is a really good one. So people go get your deck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> every week I have to boss people around and say that. All right. So the one I pulled today is Ishtar. And unlike mm. that horrible movie that was made way back when, <laughs> she <laughs> is the goddess of love. And listen to this. It says it is safe to shine at your full wattage, just as the star of Venus illuminates the night sky like a mighty spotlight upon you. You don't have to beseech attention. You are an irresistible magnet. Admirers and soulmates are enthralled by you. 
Uphold respectful boundaries, activate your fearless sensuality, and set the world ablaze. Woo! Oh my God. <laughs> your fearless Love sensuality it. and set the world ablaze. Okay, those are our marching orders. I'm so excited. Okay, so um, Nancy T, I know you've got some dreams, I've got some dreams, and we've got some callers. Let's just start. Let's start with a caller, shall we? And then we'll. Yeah. And then I want to see what you've been dreaming. How does that sound, Nance? Perfect. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, we've got Phyllis in Atlanta, Georgia. Phyllis, I think you've called in the show before. Or is this the first? Are you a first time caller? Actually, this is a first time caller. I am a first time caller. There's a show Welcome. that uh, broadcasts before yours, and I've called in once on that one. But um, okay. I was going, I was going to do something else, and I noticed you were doing this show on dreams, and I thought, oh my goodness, I need to call. I am I'm so glad. Not. Welcome. All right, let's hear what you've got, I'm, Phyllis. I'm, I'm going to be as concise as possible. My dreams seem to occur between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. in the mm. morning. <clears throat> I'm up and ready to go by 7 a.m. Mm. And there is a theme. It involves uh, suddenly discovering myself at my deceased father's cabin in the mountains, or I'm in a situation where I might be shopping, and in the parking lot, I'm seeing stray dogs and cats wandering everywhere, or I will be mm. in another situation, and I will either be uh, confronted uh, you know, by the appearance of deceased pets you know, that I've wow. you know, cared for over the years, or strange pets or oh. you know, my present alive pets and um i have about nine rescue dogs and cats that i that i tend to um at at my house you know, south of the of the city but that seems to be a recurring theme there will be other themes as well but those seem to be the two themes which keep popping up Mm. And you know, and I don't recognize these strange pets. You know, could I have known these pets in a past life? Uh, mm. You know, could you? Know, I don't know. I don't know what is going on. But that's that's you know, in a somewhat expanded nutshell. <laughs> what's happening with me? Very good, yeah. Phyllis. Well, first of all, I just want to first thank you for calling in, and thank you for being a hero for pets. I. I, um, I know some people that are in the the rescue business and all my dogs have been rescues and, um, and I just Wonderful. have a tremendous respect for the work that you're doing. So thank you, Nancy and I are applauding you and bowing at your feet. Thank you so much. I thank and, you. I thank you. And next, I'd love to invite you to, when you get a chance after this, um, listen to the show that we did last week. We had yeah. a wonderful guest um, who talked about past lives with pets. So I think that show will be of particular interest to you. And she wrote a book, too. So she you did. Get that past book. Life with Pets. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, so that. So now let's talk about your dreams. And when you said strange pets, I'm glad you clarified because I was like, ooh, what does she mean by strange pets? Do they have two heads? Do they have, you know, antlers on the dogs or what? You know, but they're just strange, meaning that they're not familiar 
exactly. necessarily in this life. Okay. Darn. I was hoping they were going to be straight. Just kidding. Okay. So um, let's see. Where should we start? Should, let's start at the top, even though I'm feeling drawn to talk about the pets. Let's talk about the pets first. Um, so let me get, before I give you my feedback let me just ask you really quick do you have a hunch about what these dreams are telling you is there your first feeling because i don't want to i want to make sure to include that in this conversation no no hunches i only know that you know my pets are very dear to me i'm growing older they are growing older uh you know i you know i am now essentially their caregiver i had them you know 12 13 15 Mm. 17 years but no they are just popping up and uh don't mm. want to give a commercial here but in in one of the yeah. dreams i was Go ahead. At, i was shopping at one of those dollar type stores you know mm-hmm. where you can get stuff for 99 cents a dollar okay yeah. and i went out into the parking lot and suddenly there were all of these dogs just reclined. Mm. They weren't sick. They weren't dying. They mm. were just reclined in the parking lot. There must have been 50 or 100 of them. And mm. they were looking up at me with the most adoring eyes. But it just seems to be, and, and when I say strange, meaning I did not recognize any of these pets. But, okay. you know, but it is a theme that is recurring you know two or three times a week something will happen okay. wow. and it's just odd so the first thing that's coming to me is i think we tend to dream in a recurring fashion about the things that we care most about the things that we're passionate about and the things that we are becoming masterful about so i feel like if this were my dream this is about not just taking care of animals, but becoming more masterful in terms of understanding what their needs are and even developing intuition and this extrasensory awareness about them. I think every time we dream about a particular being, an animal, a particular person, we are we're strengthening our awareness about what's alive in them that that our conscious mind might have missed. So I think part of it is you're becoming like the the Einstein. I keep bringing up Einstein. It's like, you know, he dreamt all about uh, all about science. So you're dreaming about animals because you care and you're meant to anticipate their needs. To me, well, there are sometimes like just to look literally, sometimes I know that there's animal um, events where there's um, rescue events and they happen to take place in parking lots of pet stores or, or shops. So that's not completely uncommon. But um, as a metaphor or symbol, a parking lot in a in a dream, dream speaking the language of symbol is is usually a holding pattern, a place where our car, our our vehicle in life stops and we take a pause, we take a rest, and we're not going anywhere. We're not really engaged. We're not driven. We're not we're not on the road of life, so to speak. So to me, a parking lot means things are at kind of a standstill, and so it feels like having all these stray, strange animals they're kind of in a holding pattern and and that's a little distressing to me like ah uh, i don't want them 
to be in this parking lot. It feels unsafe. It feels um, it's not the ideal place for an animal to be on concrete, to not be in some kind of hopefully contained but natural environment. So it feels like there's like a beckoning of like there's more beings that maybe need you or want you or to get involved with. And then the added piece any time there's a dog or cat or pet in a dream as opposed to a wild animal to me it represents a domesticated part of our animal instincts in other words it's kind of like a vulnerable part of us in the same way dreaming about a baby or a child there's a similarity sometimes with with dogs and cats and pets of any kind they're dependent on us they're they're vulnerable they're easily hurt they're easily discarded they they can't speak up for themselves so we have to advocate for them so i know whenever a dog one of my dogs or a dog that i don't know shows up in my dream i notice that my heart just cracks open and i feel this tremendous empathy and wanting to be their hero wanting to champion them because there's a relative degree of helplessness so so there, that also reflects the part of self because everyone in the dream is an aspect of self. This could reflect a helpless, vulnerable aspect of of the animal aspect of, of self as well. So it might simply mean there's more work to be done in the world of animals and also in the inner world to take care of the inner instinctual self to make sure that that part doesn't get dismissed or discarded because it can't necessarily speak up for itself. So we'll pass this to Nancy, but is there is there anything that that resonates with or anything you want to say about that before we move to let Nancy weigh in? Yeah, this is very helpful. I I agree with you. You're you're totally you're totally on target. Yes. Mm, great. It sounds like we've got some extraterrestrial interference <laughs> popping in <laughs> for some reason. I'm hearing the doo doo So yay, yay to that. Okay. So Nancy T, any thoughts that are percolating for you? Nancy T, come back, little Sheba. Did the Hello. ET can you hear me you? now? Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Come in. All right. I, you Nancy. know, you press one button on your microphone, it can change the world. <laughs> okay. It sure does. <laughs> it really does. Okay. So I thought this was so interesting. I think the thing that, and, and I'm right in line with what you're saying, it feels like a bigger notion in terms of, of your deal, regular dealings with dogs. Obviously, you rescued dogs and you, and you, you had this in your life, but because there were so many and some of them were strange, as you put it, but but just dogs you didn't know, it made me feel like somehow you need to be the facilitator for this being something big enough where everybody can park their cars and everybody can come and have a dog. So whether you're the person that just lets everybody know, like I have friends who do that with them, you know, there's this pet needs rescued, they'll put it on, on Facebook and then everybody responds and next thing you know that pets adopted and I'm wondering if it's a calling for you to do something to connect more people in the way that you know a parking lot is where everybody comes to park their cars and to be maybe to just bring all of that together the dogs and the people I don't know it it just is what hit me and it seemed like a broader spectrum of what you might be doing now like exponentially growing outward 
It sounds like a plan. Um, it's actually something I have been thinking about doing. Um, you know, I'm limited, um, you know, with my resources here. I can only, you know, tend, and, and all of these dogs and cats, um, you know, have been adopted. You know, they have their annual wellness exams, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. But I only have so much. I only have so much space. I'm on, I'm, I'm only on about an acre of land. And mm. it's in backyard, partially wooded. Um, but uh, I have been actually thinking about uh, you know, trying to uh, become skilled at animal Reiki. Wonderful. I was just going to say, I'm we have a friend at, who does that. We actually do. Level. I'm only at my second level with, 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 with regular Reiki, but these are things I've been thinking about. So perhaps this is why these pets keep coming up, popping up into my dreams. And I want to thank both of you, dear, blessed, wonderful angel ladies, for helping mm. Aww. You're so sweet. Oh, you're welcome. Do you, we have a we have a wonderful friend named Firestar. Do you happen to know what her website is? I'm looking her up online so we can give it to Phyllis. Um, if you look yeah. up Firestar Bodywork, it'll take you to her. So Body if you just work. Google Firestar Bodywork, it'll take you to her website. You can find it there. Yes, Firestar. Oh, yeah. In fact, that's her URL. Firestar, F I R E. Star S T A R Bodywork dot com. She's and she teaches Reiki and all manner of. And mind, she's body, got a favorite animal that she is a dog. Uh, this dog's name's Lobo. I don't think she'd mind me mentioning. And she oh. does Reiki on Lobo all the time. She's so good mm. with animals. They come to her mm. and talk to her. Fabulous. I will be sure to pull up her website, and I will continue to tune in this afternoon um, okay. you know, and you know, and continuing shows, and I will certainly replay the one for last week. And I wish <laughs> you both peace and love and thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, Phyllis, oh. we love you. Thank you so much we for do. calling in. Call again. Stay. We love you. You're thank you. Hero. You're a shiro. Thank you. Bye-bye. I just want to say that I love the wordplay of her name, Phyllis. It feels like she's filling us and yes. she's filling up yes. and she feels us and she feels everyone and she feels so much. So I think there's no accident, the wordplay in people's names that kind of define their lives in some way. I don't know about Kelly. I don't, <laughs> I don't know Nancy. about Nancy either. Everybody <laughs> does. See? Except I know when my dad, <laughs> my dad sends me oh, a text. I like Indian what? bread, naan. And I would love there to see go. more of that. <gasps> oh, okay, good. we'll have none of that. <laughs> when my when my dad texts me, he'll do the, the voice text to speak or whatever that is, and he won't check it. So he'll say, I kill you. Instead of like, hi, Kelly. <laughs> like, uh, okay, Dad, maybe you should probably just edit that a little before you said it. He's like, I just can't see down. it. So just look down. <laughs> just look down, Dad. I'm sure you don't. That would just be weird. Oh my heaven. Okay, so Nancy, let's hear. Let's hear one of your dreams that that you've been sent, or and or I can share my kind of wacky. Let me share my. Well, Nancy, you go first. Let me. All right. 
this not, is this should be pig. This was a just told to me. I went downstairs, talked to the chef here, and he said okay. I had a dream last night about his girlfriend, and he said it really pissed him off. Oh, <laughs> and sorry oh. for my words, but that's what he said. Oh. It really ticked him off. And he said, "Here's why: because in the dream, for some reason, there was going to be this. I think it was like a shoot of a commercial, <laughs> but Michael Simon was in an office, and they blacked out the whole all of the doors to the office and painted it with black, so you couldn't." see but there was this little sliver of a crack where you could see into the office and they were shooting through that so you're supposed to get this like picture of his world through this tiny aperture okay so Mm -hmm. in there michael's saying whatever he says in the commercial all happy but when it's over this guy's girlfriend comes out flashes her breasts and then (laughs) starts having sex with michael simon Okay, and he said he woke up. He was like, what is she doing in there? And why is she doing that? And he can't believe she's doing that in front of everyone, even though almost no one can see it because it's through that little sliver. But what do you make of that? Well, first of all, who's Michael Simon? Is that somebody I'm supposed to know? Michael Simon is a he's a famous chef. He's a famous chef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he actually owns some restaurants in Cleveland. So oddly enough, Cleveland, you know, I, it's not, you know, some people think it's like the armpit of America. But what we do have yeah. are some awesome, awesome Nancy. restaurants. Nobody we thinks have, that. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe I'm projecting. But um, so he, we have great restaurants, amazing restaurants. And Michael Simon owns one or two. And actually, locally, he owns one where I get my famous Impossible Burger that I love more than life. And Ooh. that has been recently closed because of COVID. But I don't know what all this has to do with this chef, other than they're both chefs. But why would his mm. girlfriend suddenly be like with Michael Simon? Okay. Okay, well, we'll maybe have to continue this on the other side of the break, but here's just a couple of quick thoughts that I have. So it's it's normal to dream, to have relationship dreams, to work through issues that we deal with, that we grapple with in life. And, and I imagine we like men and women both do this. Um, we are, we look at our value. We look at our competition. It's kind of like, I always say that there's three aspects of us, the angel, the ego, and the caveman, the angel aspect is all about free love. Whoever loves who it's all good. There's no competition. It's fine. The ego just wants to look good and wants people to think we're cool. The caveman aspect is territorial, jealous, pissed off and and ungabunga there's like a this is you're my woman you're my man nobody should look at you are you going to cheat on me are you like are you faithful like so so this feels like it activates this is a expression of the caveman aspect if it were my dream and it and if it were my dream, I'd think, what's my competition? I'm a chef. You said this comes from the chef. And here's this better chef. Oh, my heavens. Okay, we're going to talk about this topless girlfriend um, <laughs> having sex with Michael Simon on the other side of this break. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the Ask Dr. Dream Show here on Unity Online Radio. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
dream interpretation, and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show here on Unity Online Radio. And this is Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. And we're just talking about some not necessarily quarantine dreams, but these are the dreams that we're having while we're in quarantine. It's kind of um, a, a very bizarre time that that seems to just keep stretching on. It's like Groundhog's Day again and again and again. When will we ever learn? We must when wear we get our masks. It right. if we, we will. <laughs> if we could just wear our darn masks for a period of time, then we could be done, people. We could be done. Hello. Let's. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Let's. I'm nervous. still with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as I'm, I really am loving aspects of quarantine because I'm getting a lot done and, but I, you know, I'm missing the hugs. I want to talk about that dream in a minute, but let me yes. just give, make a few quick little announcements. Um, this starting this Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, do the math for your time zone. I'm going to be starting a show on Twitch. Nancy, did I tell you about this? I don't think you did. Holy Why are you Lord, keeping things was... from me? <laughs> I know, I know. So this is kind of exciting. It's super exciting, actually. So Twitch is a network, um, mostly a gamer network. There's millions of people on it, and it's they're starting to expand the platform, so it's not just gamers. But there is going to be a show called Dream Streams or Dream Stream. I'm not sure which. I should know these things. And um, people are going to be, they're going to be doing like dream Q&A with me. And then at night from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to be observing in a sleep laboratory a dreamer in England who's going to be sleeping. And we're going to be able to have people watching, voting in on how they want to interact with this dreamer slash sleeper and influencing their dreams to see if we can influence their dreams with with sounds that that we have the ability to blast in with smells, some pleasant, some unpleasant. Oh, my gosh. That is mind-blowing. And some people who are watching, if they get voted high enough, because this is very interactive show, you will get to be the voice of God that actually gets to say <laughs> some words that will be projected in. So this person will hear your words and we'll see if they actually integrate what you say into their dreams. So this is really exciting. We'll be doing this four weeks, so four Saturdays in a row, starting this Saturday, four different dreamers featured each time. So if you're not already a member of Twitch, go to Twitch and sign up. And then I looked for dream streams yesterday and it's not up yet. I think it might just pop up on Saturday. So um, anyway, that's coming up. And also on my birthday, August 8th and 9th, if you are in the LA area, Nancy, if you could fly out, it would be so awesome to have you. Um, For a project I'm working on, we're inviting people to share their dreams in, um, and I can't even say exactly what it's for just yet, but it's it's for something exciting. Let's just say it that way. So if you're interested, if you have a great dream, 
record your dream into your phone and email it to me at info at kellysullivanwalden.com, info at kellysullivanwalden.com, and we'll see if you could be in the running. We only have space for about, I don't know, 20 or 30 dreamers, so we're getting full, but we still have a few spaces left, so if you're interested and you're in the LA area, um, email me your short and sweet little video of a dream, and we'll see if you can come on down. Okay, that's all I've got at the moment. Um, Nancy, any announcements on your side? Anything you're... You want to talk about before we jump in? You know, into my mouth is just gaping open because I'm thinking oh. about if I got to be the voice of God, like I stopped listening at that point. And I, <laughs> just for one second, I'm imagining saying something like, you know, candy corn is the answer to all your problems. You know, that sort of thing. You just <laughs> see how you, but that's just horrible. You know, that's just abuse of power, I'm going to say about myself. Well, <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is, and I'm I'm really hoping that the dreamers that have been picked are psychologically well. That some of the things <laughs> that happened during this sleep experiment are are not going to harm them. They'll they'll maybe not have the most restful sleep of their life, but that they end up well. I want to what I'm what I plan to do is give them a lot of really positive suggestions to counterbalance the foghorn that's going to blare or the smell of rotten eggs that might get wafted in or whatever other things might happen. I'm oh not saying, gosh, you know, I have to witness this. I'm going to sign I up because I want to see this. This I have You'll to see. see. I'm going to have a floating head that'll be like rotating, you know, that'll show up. It'll, oh, it, it's going to be bizarre. Delicious. That's just delicious. <laughs> go to yeah. Twitch and find out more or just go to oh. my website, kellysullivanwalden.com and sign up. And then you'll, I'm going to send out an email on Saturday with all the info. Oh, yeah. And coming up very soon. We haven't launched it yet. It'll be like in a week or two. I'm going to be Nancy. You're going to love this. It's a 21 day meditation challenge. We're calling it the 21 day snooze meditation challenge because it's meditations that you get for free to listen to as you go to sleep at night. And and it's being sponsored by Performance Tea. So we're giving these meditations away. And if while you're in the midst of this program, if you should want to buy Performance Tea, you get a 10% discount on it. So you can sign up for that on my website. We're still working out some of the kinks. We'll, we should have it all together in the next couple of days. But either way, if you sign up on my website at kellysullivanwalden.com, you'll get all the inflow. Okay. So oh, my God. I love to, that. Back to the chef in your place's dreams. Let's go here for a second. So from my perspective, if it were my dream. So let me just recap if you're just joining us. So Nancy just shared a dream. Do you want to give us the recap, Nance? Oh, sure. It's it's this dream that this chef had about Chef Michael Simon, who was doing a commercial, and he was on set. He thought it was actually, as I recall, a documentary about Michael Simon. And they showed Michael Simon through these doors that had been painted shut black. And there's just a little crack where you could see through it. And so the camera was shooting through that. And he did also say Michael Simon was doing his Michael Simon laugh the way he does. And then he said all of a sudden he was done with this part of the documentary or his commercial portion or whatever. And all of a sudden, this this chef who dreams this, his girlfriend comes in, flashes Mm. her breasts, and then has sex with Michael Simon. So I can tell you his response to the dream is he was extremely angry with his girlfriend, (laughs) like Mm. just so mad at her. Oh, my God. Even though he had this dream. 
let us unpack this dream. Let's just put some clothes on this this poor woman running around, <laughs> bearing all to all yeah. who will all who will see. Okay, so as I was saying before, I think one of the functions of our dreams is to help us do better in relationships. And on the caveman level, we are always looking out for our competition. So on some level, I think this dream is helping this chef to grapple with any feelings of maybe inferiority he might feel since there's this, it's like he's already a chef and I'm sure he's a darn good one, but there's this chef out there that is more famous, maybe more wealthy, more well-known, more like higher quote unquote status. And that might, he might be feeling like the, the threat of somebody, somebody like the bigger caveman coming by and taking his woman. So I feel like this dream, like just like any nightmare there, it's an ally. It's helping us to come to terms with these, with these energies that are very normal. We all deal with what like the person that we love will we lose them what do we need what does it take to keep them hooked to keep them wanting us what does it take for us to be on our leading edge so that we remain attractive and appealing to the person we love i mean this is totally normal so here's the thing that i think is is special about the dream everyone in the dream is an aspect of self so sometimes Sometimes this is this is hard to take, hard to swallow, no pun intended. This is about a chef. Um, when the energy in the dream is less, like let's just say scary or like um, a shadow character, I would say this is a dream about a, a light shadow, meaning he is dreaming about a better version of a chef than he is and feeling threatened by it. But what if this was an aspect of himself? What if... There is the inner Michael Simon. That would be the next, maybe the next step in his evolution to be more public, maybe to be more powerful, to be on the leading edge of himself. Maybe not to ever be like Michael Simon, not open his own restaurants, but maybe there's some version of that that he's resisting. And this dream is saying, hey, evolve or perish, like be like be on the cutting edge or be you know like in order to keep the ones that we love just because we love them we're not always like we we aren't entitled to their love if we don't keep evolving so i think this dream is beckoning him to as a strategy become his own inner michael simon so that he will have the topless girlfriend at his beck and call and not have to be worried when you become the best version of yourself you know that if somebody cheats on you then they're not your person and and you also know that you're the stuff you're hot stuff you're the you're the chef you're the you're the dude and so anyway i i'm rambling a little bit but i'm feeling like there's a solution in this dream and it's about to become the better version of the chef that he already is so he can get cooking and have the girl move <laughs> okay what do you think nance i think that's great you know um there's a couple little things you said that like popped out to me and that one of the things is that he has more recently been sort of more vocal and political mm. and actually regarding coronavirus and arguing with people mm. on Facebook. And this is a guy who's never been on Facebook, just got on there wow. just to observe his son. But he's been sort of like, I can't believe it. I'm actually talking to people on Facebook. And he's been talking about it a lot, how he's speaking up and he's speaking on behalf of what he thinks 
thinks is right and and out there. So it's interesting because it's it could very well be just like the kick in the tuchus that he needs to be out there more (laughs) and maybe do it in a better way because he does tend to like pop off online instead if he were that better (laughs) chef that better michael simon you know he'd get all of the kudos if we're going to call a naked girl kudos (laughs) right well that's like most guys the caveman aspect it's like that's the reason you become successful that's the reason you get up in the morning that's the reason you suit up and show up is to get the naked girl you know that's like (laughs) i mean from what i understand from what guys have told me that's kind of like yeah wars have been waged over naked girls (laughs) i hope that unity is not going to censor this show too horribly (laughs) this is i'm sorry this This is is of course the dream i had to bring to you but you know Oh, I am wow. so glad. So tell us about and your dream about hugs because right now during Corona, that is the thing I miss more than anything. I guess it's really yeah. hugs and travel. They're, they're competing with one another, but those are my yeah. two things I miss the most. Tell us about your hug dream. Oh my God. Oh God. So the nutshell is it was Gypsy's funeral. My friend Gypsy who passed away um, um, a few weeks ago now. Yeah. And Everyone was crying and nobody could hug anybody. And we were all keeping socially distant and it was breaking my heart. It's like I'd never wanted to hug people more in my life than in this dream. And it was it was excruciating. It was like broken shards of glass in my heart. It was physically painful and I was weeping and I walked out like I couldn't take it I had to leave and I walked down this corridor ended up in a church and I found myself singing like kind of humming to myself out loud the song God is all there is and it's a song they sing at agape by the way and it's lovely it's not a song that I ever think too much of but it was just I started humming it And this woman who was part of the choir overheard it. And she was like, oh, hey, everybody, let's sing that song. So all of a sudden, this robed, beautiful, angelic-looking choir, they kick in singing a version of God is All There Is. And it just was enveloping, and it uplifted me. And it was like the music was medicine to my soul. And I was weeping still, but my tears changed from being sad tears to being tears of enormous gratitude and I and I just felt full when I woke up from that dream I felt like I'd been healed and Mm. and and somebody said like soon after I woke up this was like yesterday or the day before somebody I've been getting so many sweet cards and and messages and calls and just the kindest things from people and somebody said Kelly I can't imagine how painful it must be to be going through what you're going through having lost gypsy and I in that moment I thought it's I'm it's there's there's a weird piece that I was feeling in that moment because I had I felt like I was going through it like not resisting it not pushing away from it not running from it but moving through it my dream I felt like my dream gave me a solution to help make it possible make it doable so it felt like it's okay I can go through this like Glennon Doyle says in her book Untamed we can do hard things we just 
do them and we breathe and we cry and and we express ourselves and we realize we can do hard things so it's like yeah this is hard mm. but i'm doing it and it's okay and my dreams are freaking helping me so i i woke wow. up from that and i thought this isn't just a unique phenomenon to me this is this is like this for everyone i mean even with phyllis's dreams about the parking lot and the dogs it's like there's well, like if we really shine enough light on it we will we discover their solution even in even in the dreams that's that at first are so difficult or so bizarre so what's your thought on that nance Oh my gosh, I love that dream. Um, not the part where you were sad, but the part where the music <laughs> gave you the big hug because you yeah. got your hug. You just got it through music and, and Gypsy was a singer and Gypsy she music was. meant the world to her and it did move her soul and just how precious that that, that was the thing that brought you that. And I have actually, it, as I said this before we started talking about this, you know, I miss the hugs, but you know, what's been keeping yeah. me company is music. It has. Mm. And I've been thinking about, there are times where I'll listen to a song and it'll transport me to some moment that I had with a person who one time sang it or one time butchered it on, on at, at a moment, you know, <laughs> just talking or whatever. But there's, it has such a precious revisit, you know, like I've, I've mentioned many times. And so here you are in this dream at your wit's end. And of course, of all times, you need to be held. You have this sorrow yeah. and you, you physically need to be held. And then music gave you the hug. Oh, that mm. just, oh, that just is so precious to me. I feel like, I feel like that being shared with me speaks volumes mm. just because of what it's done for me to get through this, where I'm so upset that I feel this anger and I think I don't want to be a person who holds anger. And then I turn on music and sing my heart out and feel better. It's a release. It's like it's like some people scream into a pillow and some people cry their eyes out. And I sing really hard now, not Ooh. for all to hear, but you know, it's not like the <laughs> movie Elf, <laughs> bringing Christmas oh. cheer. For, <laughs> but sometimes for the babies to hear, <laughs> for the babies no. to hear, and they don't mind. For the it's babies. all good. Oh, I think you should record all of these out loud singing like Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. I think uh, you know, I'm wondering, should. can you can you just tell us just a little bit how that song is? Because I know the agape music and I'm trying to think of which one that is. Oh how does that go? God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to sing it very well. It's it's the simple little choruses. God is all there is. God is all there will ever be. And then it just repeats. And then there's obviously verses in there somewhere, but that was so beautiful. Sweet. That yeah. was beautiful. And I don't know if I do know it, but I, you know, sometimes I've actually looked up all of their responses because they sing to me, obviously. Oh, for, don't hit, pay any attention to that noise in the background. <laughs> Somebody on a track going by. Trucks. But you know, I, I am in Ohio, people. Um. Oh, honey. But you know what? Here's one of my. Here's just a couple of like deep thoughts about coronavirus. So, it seems like like in the spirit of 
this bizarre dream because I still, I mean, I'm still going to be like so excited when I can just hug whoever I want. Sometimes Dana and I will be watching movies and, or, or a television show or something. And people are just walking around maskless out in public and then randomly hugging each other. And I'm like, look at those people just shamelessly <laughs> hugging. Oh, oh, sharing but, germs. What are they doing? Sharing yeah. germs. These people. But I, but my thought is, is what if we as a species, like, okay, there's all the negative things. We could go on all day and we do about all the wah, wah, wah about what's going on. But let's just focus on the really great possibilities that are, that are encoded in this time. One of them might just be that we are on the quick track, the fast track to becoming the human 2.0 or 3.0 that we're capable of, where because we miss people, we are becoming more telepathic. We are having to learn how to go beyond the physical constraints and give people true, deep hugs that our physical bodies can't do. So what if in the end, we become more enlightened versions of ourselves that we've had to develop these skills that we never wanted to have to develop. But lo and behold, we've got skills that show up anyway. And I think sometimes these like some of the most evolutionary skills or gifts or resources come through during difficult times. So I'm I'm thinking that we're not going to be the same people. We're not going to go back to who we was. I no, think we're going to be the exact same thing for sure. For sure. No. I feel like our language will be developed because we've had to, I ha, I can't be there. Normally I would want to drop everything and come there. And that was actually my plan. I when know. I first heard Gypsy was sick, I thought if this ever, if she ever oh. goes, I'm going to fly to Kelly. Well, oh, I, see, I, I can't fly to does you my right heart now. Good. But I but meant that and helps. I was planning it and that was the thing. And so to not be there, the only thing I have are my words and my gestures. And I've been trying to, you know, water that plant of love with you and send you messages oh. and talk to you and, and let you know yeah. I'm here. And and so we have to do so that. Great. That's what we're going to do. We've used our voices to complain a lot during this, haven't we all? <laughs> And we've used it to argue until the cows come home. But what if we start to have to develop our language to include more words for the for love? And 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 I think that's what this opportunity brings us. At least I hope. I just have to. I, I I'm totally with you. And thank you so much for all your kind kind words. I mean, I so appreciate you. This is a love fest. And Diane Ray, by the way, listened to me talk about like, yikes, are they going to censor us? And she responded, "You and Nancy sound great. Don't worry, you won't be censored." Thank you, <laughs> Diane Ray. We love you and your open mind and your generous heart. And Louie, I hope you're whatever you're doing, you're not picturing Nancy Topless. Whatever you do, don't <laughs> think about that. Or not Nancy, but whoever the girlfriend was. Okay. So um oh, here's one other thing I wanna just throw in in the in the alchemy mix about our dreams. When we so some of us, like in my dream, this dream that I just shared, I was able to come through a difficult time and find like a happy ending inside the dream. Sometimes the dream ends before we get to that. And 
I always say you can you can find that light at the end of the tunnel in your waking state just in meditating about the dream. If you simply wake up and still kind of connect to the dream and the essence of it and ask yourself, how do you wish this dream would have ended? If a team of angels showed up and they could give you anything your heart desires to mend that ache, what would it be? It might not be a choir. It might be something very different, but ask yourself that you can get, you can create that happy ending on the, on the back end of your dream if you desire. And now here's the last little bit I just want to add. So I just was on um, a, a global conference with Marie Diamond, sponsored by Marie Diamond. It was called the Global Conscious Women Network, something like that, Global Conscious Women Network. And we were talking about how, what if these what if these little things that we do, like having a change of heart, having a moment of compassion, singing out loud and and taking care of babies, doing something that is truly kind or healing. What if every time we do that, that automatically equals a million people are being affected positively by that? How does that land on you, Nance? Like what if you knew Every time you sing a beautiful song to the babies and it touches their hearts, that they, that a million people somehow, some way, past, present, future are being simultaneously sung to and uplifted by you. What does that do for you? You know, what's what's interesting (laughs) is that reminds me of something I just heard. Have you ever heard about the hundred monkey principle or theory? Of course, yes. Yes. And it's all about if you could get these hundred monkeys to do something, this behavior, all the monkeys in the world will be affected and start doing them. So it made me think right away when I heard that it was was our trips to Teotihuacan. And yes, yes, we're a smaller group. We're not a bunch of monkeys, but we're a smaller group of monkeys. And, <laughs> but we're cute I, monkeys. and I, we always feel like we're leaving there beaming love. And I know I come home and I affect, you know, or infect six or seven people <laughs> around me. And you go and, you know, all of that love that we've got beaming from us. And it, go, it, it, yes. it goes out. So I, exactly. I totally feel that. I feel it and, oh, drink it in. Yeah. Drink it in. And I think it's the remedy for the the addiction to drama, because one of the reasons why most of us hold on to our drama is because we think I have drama, therefore I am. And without the drama, (laughs) who would I be? But I think we can get just as dramatic about the fabulousness of waking up and having kind moments. So on that note, as we wrap this show up, Nancy, thank you so much for being my co-host. And Phyllis, thank you for sharing your dream. And thank you, Chef, for sharing your dream with us and I hope that helps you to nurture yourself more and become the Michael Simon version of yourself and may you all know that you affect millions of people with every dream you have and every dreamy move you make. Sweet dreams until we meet again next week. Until then, don't take your dreams lying. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. 
make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.